You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there wherever you might be. A lot to get to on today's show. A heartbreaking loss for the BYU women's soccer program. They fall in penalty kicks in the national championship match. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the latest rumors involving Kalani Sitake. Oregon sniffing around. We'll talk about that. And of course, we'll react to the new rankings for men's and women's basketball. The men's team falling while the women's team rises. We'll get to all of that ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our friends over at Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner, my friends, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. That's omahasteaks.com. Enter college into the search bar. All right, without further ado, though, let's get rolling here on a Tuesday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 7th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Our goal here with this podcast is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. And the way you do that is listening to this show every day. want to give a shout out to some of my fellow Ilksmen. Uh, those of you that know anything about me know that I have some very good friends. We call ourselves the Ilks. So had a great chat with guys like Robbie, Cody, PJ, and Justin last night out at Buffalo Wild Wings here in Utah. And what a good night. And we had a great chat about something in particular that's very pertinent to today's podcast, and that is the status of Kalani Satake and him as the head coach in Provo. Now, the Oregon job is open, and I tweeted this out Friday night that I had it on pretty good authority that if and when the Oregon job opened, when Mario Cristobal decided to go to Miami, which officially came down yesterday, there would be interest from Oregon in Kalani Satake. Now, I said you can make of that what you will and take of it what you want, but more smoke has been added to the fire as of last night. Dick Harmon taking to Twitter, and Dick Harmon is one of my favorite media members. Let me be very, very clear about this. I have gotten to know Dick for the last decade or so. I've been working in the media and he is one of the true elder statesmen in the sports media industry here locally. And when he talks about something, he knows of what he talks about. This is a guy who is about as well sourced as anybody out there. And he put it out last night that there is interest. So here we go. Here we go. Quote, hearing that Oregon is requesting Kalani Satake to interview, whether or not he does remains to be seen, unquote. Now, does that mean that Kalani Satake is looking for the first ship out of Provo and heading to Eugene, Oregon? No, absolutely not. And some of you have been pretty upset with the way I've gone about reporting things, apparently. I've got a tweet here. Let me see if I can find it. It made me chuckle, and this stuff's kind of, it's water off my back, but it kind of goes to the point that I'm trying to make here on today's show. Here we go. Uh, Cougs for Life at PPD4230. It says, dude, you and every other media source out there, every single head coach opening, dot, 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 Kalani Satake is going to get this job. The next day, dot, 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 on another coaching opening, dot, 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 Kalani Satake is sure to get this one, dot, 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 just stop. 
I'm not going to stop reporting stuff that's told to me in confidence by people who say I can release it. If they tell me I can't report it, I will sit on it. Trust me, I've got a treasure trove of stuff that if it were to see the light of day, I would burn every bridge with every source that I've ever cultivated during my relatively short media career. The simple fact of the matter is, is there is interest in Kalani Satake. When you go 21-3 and as a head coach in college football, there are other programs who are going to sit up and say, okay, why is this guy having success and why isn't he leading us to success? That is the mark of a healthy and successful football program. So take it as a badge of pride, BYU fans, that Kalani Satake is getting interest from uh, other programs. According to Dick Harmon, whether or not he interviews with the Ducks remains to be seen. The biggest thing, and let me be very clear about this. If I have not been clear enough to our listeners, and I think most of you understand where I stand on this, Kalani Satake wants to be in Provo, Utah. He wants to be a long-term fixture at the helm of the BYU football program. This is a guy who bleeds blue as much as any of you out there are who are diehard Cougar fans. He grew up a fan of BYU, was cheering in the stands as a young man, got to live his dream playing for the famed Lavelle Edwards, was a team captain during Lavelle's final season, and now has succeeded his head coach, the guy he idolized growing up, He is now in the same chair that that man once sat in. That means a lot to Kalani Satake. He loves being in Provo. He loves leading the BYU football program. In my opinion, this is just my opinion, there is no better coach to be leading BYU football right now than Kalani Satake. There are other coaches out there who could do an admirable job. Bronco Mendenhall proved that. This is a guy, Bronco, who grew up a fan of BYU, played at Oregon State because he wanted to play against BYU because they didn't offer him a scholarship out of Snow College. But he proved that you can be an outsider relatively and still have a lot of success at BYU. But he does not have the same burning desire, passion, love, term it what you will, that Kalani Satake has for the Cougars. Kalani has willingly taken on all of the different difficulties that are associated with being the head coach of the BYU football program. The honor code, academic restrictions, being an independent. Obviously, you're going to be joining the Big 12 relatively soon. You're going to have a step up in competition. You have to upgrade your recruiting. And you have to do that, by the way, with all those recruiting restrictions we just talked about still in effect as you go into a higher level of football. He has embraced everything about the BYU football program. He's embraced everything about being a representative of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is a guy who's a return missionary, has played for this played for this program, rooted them on from afar during his decade-long tenure as a Power 5 defensive coordinator, both at Utah and then for the one year at Oregon State before taking the BYU job. He loves BYU. He simply wants, and I've also said this multiple times, Kalani Satake is loyal to a fault. If you are loyal to him, he will be loyal to you. BYU, so long as they make the commitment or the commitments that he wants for both he and his staff and where he feels like he can have success as they move towards the Big 12 in 2023 and beyond, if he feels like he is set up to have the resources he needs to succeed, he wants to stay in Provo. He, I, This is just me speaking. I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but I truly believe that Kalani will give BYU administration every opportunity to make it worth his while to stay in Provo. If they ultimately decide to play hardball with him and he's forced to leave, so be it. But he is going to give them 
every benefit of the doubt to make sure that staying in Provo is where he's going to be. Will they ultimately come to the table and play ball and get the deal done? I sure as heck hope so. Because as I have stated multiple times, I am a huge fan of Kalani Satake. I don't think there is a better fit as the head of the BYU football program than this man. Make it worth him sticking around. Obviously, there are big dollars out there. If you have Uncle Phil, Phil Knight, the chairman of Nike, a guy who has got limitless uh, pockets when it comes to money, he could walk into any coach's house and offer them $15 million a year on the spot and not make a second thought about it. That is how deep of pockets this guy has got. He has invested over a billion, yes, billion with a B, into Oregon and the infrastructure around the athletics department and just the overall university itself. If he wants his guy, the money issue is not going to be a factor with regards to Oregon. Kalani, though, is not motivated by money. He wants to be at a place where he feels like he can succeed, but also where he feels most comfortable. And I truly believe that Provo, Utah, leading the BYU football program is where he feels comfortable, is where he feels like it's home. It's something he's dreamed of his entire life. So make it worth his while. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to leave it at that. Will he ultimately take the job at Oregon? Only time will tell. And I've heard rumors of him in USC. We've heard rumors of him in Washington. We've heard all of that this offseason. Well, Oregon's just the latest one. And you can guarantee, even if he doesn't get another job this go-around with the coaching carousel, my friends, if they continue to have success at the level that they are having right now, even if they were still to have an 8 or a 9 win season next year, there is going to be interest every offseason for Kalani Satake until he essentially tells all these other suitors, I'm good where I'm at. He has learned from two guys who have made it their life to stay in one spot. Think about it. He played for Lavelle Edwards, who spent, what, 29 years at the helm of the BYU football program. He worked under Kyle Whittingham and Counts Whittingham as one of his great mentors. And Kyle Whittingham has been at the University of Utah since 1994, whether as an assistant or as the head coach. Stability is what he craves. He has seen the pitfalls of coaches who take other jobs. Another one of his mentors is Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson jumped from job to job and is currently not coaching. He knows what stability means, and I think he craves that stability, and he'd love nothing more than Provo, Utah, to be his home base and be that stability that he can count on. Okay, I'm just going to leave it there. So, mic drop. I'm done with this go-round of what I think of Kalani Satake. But I truly believe that Kalani will give BYU administration every opportunity to make it worth it for him to stay in Provo. I hope that they will make it worth his while, and he is the head coach of BYU for many, many years to come. That's where I stand. I don't know if I can be much clearer about that to you guys than what I just said. Maybe it could be, but let me know. All right, coming up in just a minute, we'll talk some BYU basketball. Also need to answer a question about ESPN. Uh, One of you reached out via email and asked me a question. I was kind of going off on the bowl situation for BYU, and a question was sent to me. We'll get to it. It's a Twitter Tuesday. I'll be happy to address that. We'll get to all of that in just a moment.
Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Boost Mobile. Of course, you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. Obviously, we're talking BYU here, but we want you guys to switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because of the Boost, you get the power of free a free 5G phone, so you can listen to all the latest episodes of your favorite podcast, just like this one, but also the power of three unlimited data lines for just 30 bucks a month per line, so your family can harness all of that brain power, too. And all the power of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all of that money you'll save and all the knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G phone when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. And now for some legalese, my friends. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our friends over at Prize Picks. If you're a college football fanatic, this is the place to be if you like to play college sports daily fantasy. As Prize Picks offers more college football props than anybody else in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you may not have ever heard of. They offer any prop you can think of, yardage, touchdowns, even interceptions thrown by those quarterbacks. You pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times back on any entry, and it's just you versus versus the projected numbers versus a bunch of other people who make it their profession. Price Picks also allows mixed sport entry, so if you want to do NFL and NBA, you're happy or you're welcome, excuse me, to get over there and try that out as well. The best part is your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy and Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals as well. So get to their website pricepicks.com or download their app today on your App Store and get started there. You can use the promo code locked on by the way to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 right now. Yes, promo code locked on for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just use that promo code locked on when you make that deposit. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com. Use that promo code locked on once again to get that bonus or go to your app store and download the app today and get started there. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I appreciate you guys taking the time. And apologies once again if my voice sounds a little raspy or a little hoarse. Still dealing with the after effects of a cold. But nonetheless, a big thank you once again for taking the time to join us here on Locked On Cougars. Now, uh, to answer a question before we talk some basketball, uh, I yesterday I was kind of bemoaning the fact that BYU football got screwed. And I still believe that with regards to their bowl game. And I had a question sent to me and this came in from Evan on he emailed us locked on BYU at gmail.com is the email address if you want to reach out to us anytime and he reached out and said Jake you mentioned something on the Monday podcast about ESPN both being a blessing and a curse when it comes to these bowl games can you elaborate further on that and uh, let me explain what I meant by that and uh, what I meant to say and hopefully it came across this way and I'll be I'll be clear if, if, I, if I didn't come across this way ESPN sees BYU as a highly valuable asset in their catalog of assets that they have. They've got so many sports. They've got so many different uh, things that they use. And BYU is a very highly valuable thing, especially on the football front. That is why ESPN has been so eager to have BYU and that exclusive media rights deal that they have with the worldwide leader. Now, 
ESPN knows the power that BYU has as a brand and the eyeballs it attracts no matter where they're playing. Think about it. Last night, in a disappointing fashion, the BYU women's soccer program loses in PKs to Florida State. Those ESPNU numbers are going to get a boost simply due to the fact that BYU fans are probably watching from all over the country. And I mean all over the country. There are fans from coast to coast and even internationally who support the Cougars in every facet. I I said this also yesterday on the podcast. BYU fans are fans of BYU first and foremost, and all the sports they support. It's not just football. It's not just basketball. They support all of the sports. Women's soccer is playing for a national title. Guess what? Guys who wouldn't spend another second watching BYU women's soccer were tuned in and glued to the television watching the Cougars take on the Seminoles in that national title match. That is the power of the brand of BYU. And that is why, in some ways, it's actually a curse that BYU has the power that they have. ESPN knows that that Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ABC on December 18th against a third-rate UAB side, and I mean third-rate in the sense that they are the third-place team in this Conference USA. They are not... a great program. They're a solid program, but they're not a great program. But BYU fans, simply due to the fact that BYU is playing at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ABC on December 18th, are going to show up in mass and are going to boost those ratings. And they can do it without having another big name on the opposite side of the sideline. Had LSU played in this game, think about the ratings bonanza that might have been for the Independence Bowl. It have been absolutely stellar. But you know what? LSU and the SEC had other deals that they had to fulfill and, and LSU is playing elsewhere. UTSA, well, blame Conference USA for them allowing the conference champion to pick which bowl game they wanted to play in. And UTSA, they'd rather stay at home and play in Texas in Frisco, which is a driving distance bowl game for their fans versus driving to Shreveport, which is another few hours east. I don't blame UTSA at all. I also don't blame Western Kentucky for wanting to stay more local to home. So that necessitated that UAB play in this game. And UAB is a regional opponent, as Bill Clark said to the media yesterday during his press conference. When they actually play Louisiana Tech, they actually don't stay in Ruston where Louisiana Tech is located. They stay in Shreveport and bus over to Ruston to play that game. So... UAB is familiar with Shreveport, and ESPN knows that BYU fans are going to boost that bowl game without having a quote-unquote national brand or a name brand opponent on the opposite sideline. As I said, it's a blessing and a curse to be the type of brand that BYU is. So hopefully that answered your question, and hopefully uh, it, it explains why in some ways this was almost a foregone conclusion that they were going to get stuck with the Independence Bowl barring something unforeseen. And it's unfortunate. I want nothing more than to see BYU playing in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl if they couldn't make the New Year's Six. But it is what it is. So now you just turn your attention towards UAB and get ready for that game. And we'll continue to get ready for it over the next week and a half and lead up to that game. Uh, we'll have, obviously, some interviews. Uh, we'll get to some of the sound from Kalani Satake as well as some players that spoke yesterday later on this week. I just felt like there were some other pressing topics we needed to hit on on today's podcast. Now, a note on the BYU basketball programs. Congratulations to the BYU women's basketball program. They are still undefeated. They are now 8-0 on the season. They have jumped up to number 16 in the latest AP Top 25 poll after they have absolutely been rocking it. So congratulations to the BYU women's basketball program. They are a dominant power when it comes to the West Coast Conference. They're 
the preseason favorites for a reason. If you have not, as I'll say this once again, I'm kind of a broken record on today's podcast, kind of regurgitating old takes I've had. But if you have not watched Paisley Johnson Harding, if you've not watched uh, Shaley Gonzalez play hoops, you are missing out. This is a fun fun program. They play an entertaining style of basketball. It's not your typical uh, women's hoops game where it's just a lot of methodical up and down. No, they play more of an high tempo really entertaining brand and if you have not watched it i would encourage you to do so so congratulations to the women's basketball program moving up to number 16 their previous high was number 18 for two weeks in february of 2006 so this is actually the highest the byu has been in a number of years so congratulations to jeff judkins and his team that is a phenomenal phenomenal accomplishment now on the men's side of things after that loss to uvu pollsters did not take kindly to byu losing to uvu they dropped from number 12 to number 24 in the latest ap top 25 i think that they regained some confidence in themselves after beating missouri state obviously on saturday and now they face two big opponents this week they take on utah state tomorrow night at the marriott center before going to South Dakota to take on Creighton in a neutral site game on Saturday. Two big games this week once again. And this is a very, very critical stretch for the BYU basketball program. If you win both of these games this week against the Aggies and then beat Creighton, well, you're going to jump right back up into the top 20 in my opinion. It's easier said than done, especially with the Darth of bodies for BYU up along their front line. I'm hopeful that they're going to be able to overcome their issues. And they have proven, I thought Missouri State, I, I had to kind of pencil it in as a loss after the loss to UVU, and they found a way to win that game. And that's full credit to Mark Pope and his coaching staff to kind of reinvent this lineup and find a way to win without guys like Gideon George, without uh, Gavin Baxter, Rich Harward still out. Well, they're going to have to find another way to win because you, uh, not UVU, Utah State is yet another tough opponent with a very, very strong front line. And you know what? I have a pair of tickets to give away to that game. So you know how we're going to give that away? We'll tell you at the end of today's podcast. So stay tuned for that. You'll know how to go about winning a pair of tickets for that in-state battle. Should be a fun night at the Marriott Center. If you don't have tickets, obviously you can watch it on BYU TV. Tip-off in that contest is set for 7 o'clock Mountain Time down there in Provo. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll wrap up today's show with some other notes, including the heartbreaking loss for the BYU Women's Soccer Program. And yes, we'll explain exactly how you're going to go about winning those tickets to watch BYU and Utah State. So stay tuned for that more in just a moment here. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Omaha Steaks. We mentioned they were our title sponsor on today's show. And Omaha Steaks is here to help you guys out with the holidays. The holidays are here and finding the perfect the perfect gift is tricky, my friends. Omaha Steaks wants to make it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For just $99.99, yes, $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the promo code college, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so do not wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get those free eight burgers when entering the code college. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Of course, incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword college, and check it out, my friends. Get that ultimate gift excuse me, the perfect gift package, courtesy of our friends at Omaha Steaks. 
One more time out on today's show to talk about our friends over at Intercap Lending. And there is a reason that no lender helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs than Intercap. And simply put, Intercap gets deals done. They offer a quick and simple process. They close their loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process. And any of you who have been through the home loan process know how nerve-wracking and stressful it can be. Trust me, I've been through it a few times now in my life, and I do not look forward to it at all. But Intercap, they aim to make it as stress-free as possible. And the best part is you have a personal loan officer as a locked-on listener. That is Steve Carter with Intercap Lending. He has delivered to hundreds of locked-on listeners so far the best service possible. You will not find a more responsive loan officer than Steve. He has helped guys like David Locke, yes, the podfather himself, the guy who founded the very network that I work for. He has helped David through multiple purchases, refinances, all that stuff, and and let's be frank, if he can keep David on track, Steve can keep anybody on track. So get to intercaplending.com to learn more now. The best part about this, Intercap, they may be new to the Locked On Cougars podcast. It's not a new company. They have been assisting customers with all their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 43 years of experience behind them. And the best part is Steve Carter's been providing Locked On listeners with that same experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered in Utah, but licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states as well. So give Steve a call if you'd like to learn more. His direct number, 385 800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. As I mentioned, you will not find a more responsive loan officer. If you want to learn more, once again, you can go to intercaplending.com or reach out to Steve directly, 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Before we call it a day here on a Tuesday edition of the podcast, let's recap everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. Let's start off with the women's soccer program. And man, I am heartbroken for the BYU women's soccer program. They came one penalty kick short of celebrating their first national title. They fall in PKs 4-3 to to Florida State. What a heart-wrenching decision that is, but that's kind of the glory and the agony of penalty kicks. BYU hung tough with the top team in the country. Florida State was the number one team in the rankings. They were the number one overall seed in the tournament. They played in the national championship last year, coming up short, losing to Santa Clara, and BYU went toe-to-toe with the top dog in the sport and came oh so close to that win. Had they won, I probably opened to Today's show for the first time ever on the Locked On Cougars podcast talking BYU soccer. But unfortunately, they don't win it. And it's just, man, it was a heart wrencher. I was watching it at Buffalo Wild Wings with the guys I mentioned earlier on today. And it was a fun time to watch the reaction. Those PKs are going back and forth. And it's just unfortunate that BYU comes oh so close. But you know what? What an incredible season for Jennifer Rockwood and her team. And by the way, you got to give some major props to Michaela Coulihan. She took one of the more wicked tackles I have seen in soccer in recent memory. That type of a tackle that she absorbed in the first half has broken lesser athletes' legs. It was an ugly challenge. And what does she do? She puts some ice on it, sits out the rest of the half, and then comes back into the second half and looks like she didn't even miss a beat. What a warrior. 
that is, I think, the hallmark of this BYU women's soccer program. They were not going to be denied, and you were going to have to take it from them. And full credit does have to go to Florida State because they did take it from BYU. So congratulations to Florida State, but a tip of the cap and a congratulations in the highest order to the BYU women's soccer program. Jennifer Rockwood has done absolutely incredible things during her very long tenure at the helm of the BYU women's soccer program. And I've got no doubt that she'll be looking to run it back next year. Obviously, she's going to lose some very talented players. Michaela Coolahan among them, a three-time first-team All-American and All-WCC honoree, player of the year in the West Coast Conference multiple times over. You don't replace athletes like that very easily, but the nice part is, if there is a program that I think can reload on the fly and make another run at it, it might be the women's soccer program. Jennifer Rockwood has built an absolute juggernaut. So, I tip my cap once again to the BYU women's soccer program and just say, hey, thank you for the fun ride and it's just, man... It tears your heart out to see them fall or come come so close just this fall one kick short. All right. Other notes before we go here include that Bentley Hanshaw, BYU tight end, has entered the NCAA transfer portal. I reported that yesterday. Not all that surprising. Of course, he's the son of former BYU offensive lineman Tim Hanshaw, who spent some time with the San Francisco 49ers in the NFL. Bentley was a highly, highly thought of prospect out of Southern California when he signed with BYU and probably would have developed into a really nice player had he decided to stick with the Cougars. But also, the tight end position for BYU might be the deepest position talent-wise the BYU has. And that's saying something considering things like the quarterback room. But that tight end unit is absolutely jam-packed with talent. And Bentley Hanshaw probably decided, you know what, I'm going to go see if I can find another place I can contribute. Bentley also has dealt with numerous injury concerns since returning home from his LDS mission, so we wish him well. Hope he finds a good landing spot for him and he can go show what he can do. I hope he has good health and a good run wherever he ultimately lands up. And the funny thing about this is with the transfer portal, if he decides he wants to come back to BYU, Kalani Sitake has made it very clear that if a guy wants to come back, he will welcome them back. So, he still could end up staying in Provo if nothing ever, nothing else materializes, but I would expect he'll have some takers. This is a really talented athlete, a guy who is a true tight end. 6'6", 230 pounds, runs well, catches the ball well. He'll have options. I, I truly believe that. And the final thing is, I forgot to mention this earlier on, when we were talking about Kalani Sitake, and I wanted to make sure I get this quote in here before somebody throws it at me and says, well, did you not pay attention to Tom Homo on BYU Sports Nation? I did. I saw it. Here's the quote. We are in conversations with Kalani at this point in time. He's our coach, and we want him for a long time, and good things are going to happen in the near future, unquote. If you take Tom Homo at his word, that means to me that BYU is working on stuff to make sure that Kalani is taken care of, his staff is taken care of in Provo. Will it be enough? Well, that's only for Kalani Sitake to decide. But I think Tom Homo is doing everything he possibly can to keep Kalani in place in Provo. He understands the value of what continuity can bring for this program, especially having gone 21-3 and over the past two seasons. You don't just throw that out to the side and say, yeah, whatever, we can, we can recreate that. No, you don't recreate that, especially in this day and age of college football. It's an arms race. What Kalani has done with limited resources relative to many other, many other of his coaching peers, you don't recreate that just on the fly. So I, I'm glad to hear that Tom Homo apparently believes that good things are on the horizon. And 
I am rooting for it. I want nothing more than to wake up one of these days or be sitting at work at my radio job and see a press release come across here that Kalani Satake has signed a long-term extension with BYU through, I don't know, the 2035 season. I would love nothing more than to see that. Do I think he's going to get a 10-plus year extension? Probably not, but a guy can dream, right? All right, so there you go. That's going to do it for today's show. But before we go, it is time for you guys to go out and win your tickets between BYU and Utah State, or your chance, I guess, to win tickets to that matchup tomorrow night at the Marriott Center. Now, it's a very, very easy process today. I want you guys to tell me your favorite memory of the BYU-Utah State rivalry. Whether it's a game you attended, something that happened in a game that you were at, something you did as a fan during one of these BYU-Utah State games. I'm just going to throw them into a hopper. We'll assign a number to each of them, run it through a random number generator, and you will win the tickets. You have until, uh, let's see, I'm going to record the podcast for the Wednesday edition to preview that game tomorrow, uh, tonight, excuse me. It's not tomorrow night. It's tomorrow night when I'm recording this podcast, but it'll be tonight. So you have through tonight, let's say by 8 o'clock Mountain Time. If your entry is received, if you email lockedonbyu at gmail.com by 8 o'clock Mountain Time, you will be entered to win a pair of tickets to the BYU-Utah State game. And it's really simple. What are your favorite memories of the BYU-Utah State rivalry? Whether it's in football, basketball, or any other sport, let us know your favorite memories of that rivalry. We'll assign a number to each of them, put them in a random number generator, and whichever number pops out after five or six times of running that, you will win the tickets. We'll get them to you, and you can go enjoy the Cougars and the Aggies renewing acquaintances at the Marriott Center Wednesday night. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Make sure you make Locked On Big 12 your second listen now. Get caught up on BYU's new conference home with Josh Neighbors. He has everything covered in that conference in 30 minutes or less. Check it out now. It's free and available on all podcasting platforms. And that'll do it for us. Thanks again for joining us. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 7th, 2021. And we will catch you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.